This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Botox Cosmetic. Out of botulinum toxin A. FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, Georgie, check for Dadsy, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. <laughs> only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery free in terms supply. See mcdonalds.com. Leicester City have a penalty kick in the sixth minute of injury time. Injury time, injury time. Look out, takes. Almunia saves. Look out, follows in. Almunia saves again. And now Wapner on the counter attack. Forestieri. Oh, I don't believe this. Here's Hawk. Dini. I do not believe what I've just seen. Troy Dini has scored from a Leicester penalty that was saved by Almunia. Do not scratch your eyes. Do not scratch your eyes. Do not scratch your eyes. Well, good afternoon, everybody. So, matters end at Elland Road, Leeds United 3, Watford nil. I think it's probably fair to say the high point has been Daniel Backman's individual performance today because 3-0 was the least that Leeds earned from that game and warranted. It was the kind of performance from us and the dominance from themselves because we were so inside ourselves. We were so incredibly insipid, that could have been a 7 or an 8-0. And you'd be looking at that and being, finding it hard to argue. The fact that they scored the, the the third in the final knockings, as I say, really is the least that they deserved out of that. And we were poor. So as a week has gone on, obviously, if we exclude, it's almost like when we looked at that first half against QPR at the start of the season and went, well, as that sent us another way, if we excluded the last 10 minutes against Birmingham, then it would have been an awful week. You can't, you don't, you shouldn't. It was there. So we've had a week which has seen a win, a draw and a a defeat. And the performances, I think it's fair to say, have been seemingly ebbing away. On Wednesday, a number of people turned around and said, well, I can't see that we're being coached here. I can't. It doesn't look like we are being realistically better than the sum of our parts as we have been in earlier games. Are we moving somewhat backwards? You tell me, because this is going to be about uh, your thoughts, etc. So it's just what you've seen, what you want to say from that particular game. A change at halftime of uh, of three players and shape in terms of going to a 3-5-2. I appreciate the goals conceded in the second half came under that 3-5-2. But a number of people also suggested that maybe going with two up front might be something to look at. What did we think about that? Probably not the best game to judge it on, I grant you that. But do we think a change of shape might be the way might be the way forward to try to get us out of it? In If we're going to have the season reflect where this week has gone, i.e. win, loss, draw, then we need to get a win against Middlesbrough next week, most certainly. Justin, sir, 
Hello, mate. You all right? Hello, sir. I won't ask how you are. I know better than than to do that, but your thoughts after that? They're probably the best team we've faced this season so Mm. far, aren't they, by far? They're just a cut above. And, yeah, we didn't offer much in return. Like you've, you've said in your introduction there, Backman, really good in the first half. Any other goalkeeper in goal there, we probably would have been on the end of a six or seven nil loss I think we shoot ourselves in the foot sometimes I just yeah it's, it was one of those games that the first half we were under the cosh the second half after we'd made the change we looked as though we'd improved slightly but it all just fell apart didn't it and the defending is just awful so I'm not going to take too much from that game because we've just played one of the best teams in the league I think uh, and they showed us that but yeah it's just it's not nice to watch is it no one wants to see their team lose 3-0 and not really put up much of a fight and that's what we've seen this afternoon in my opinion yeah a a number of players will be I hope looking at their own individual performances after a couple of pretty reasonable performances I think Kone it was no surprise that he was hooked at half time from that particular point of view I was surprised that Loser hadn't been taken off before he gave the ball away for the first goal but in fairness he gave the ball away a couple of times it was just one of those kind of messy bits where you're just going deal with it be decisive do something and it's no I'd need to move to do that and he gave the ball away but then it still had to go through two non-tackles one from Tom Delibashiru another from Porteous the uh, the corner for the second goal Porteous doing the uh, the William Truster Kong kind of trick that I'd pulled out about him in the in the premiership where at set pieces he'd always jump underneath the ball and nobody was picking up Byron not seemingly you tell me where I'm wrong and I thought the the third goal was again more no, no more than they deserve no more than they deserve enough of us let's go and let's go and hear from people and see what they think Boyd sorry so you were on there and and you've gone so do come back on and we'll get you on but first of all let's go to let's go to Rich WFC2 who last week said I don't know what I am watching what type of Watford this is, and this week we've seen pretty much a spectrum on that. Rich, what are you? What are your thoughts? Well, yes, it's still feeling that way. I, I just, I, I yeah, I, I understand what Justin's saying that Leeds are a good team, but let's be, let's just be realistic a little bit. Leeds had three or four of their absolute best players not available today. They've not won a game at home this season. And they've won this game in an absolute canter. There is not, sorry, there is one player that came out of the game with any credit, obviously the goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. I can't think of one other player that can look themselves in the mirror today and say I had a good game. The defence is an absolute shambles. They can't run. They're flat-footed. And to be honest, I struggle to think of a worse defence in leagues below us, let alone the championship. And... Ishmael allegedly has gone into the season deciding that he doesn't need much backup in that area. And he's gone with a wafer-thin squad. And unfortunately, at the moment, if you look at Valor in Ishmael's career, this is going to type because he starts off well, he gets things organised, and then he absolutely falls apart. And he's, if I was him, I'd be signing that contract as bloody quick as I can because I'm afraid the losing run away from home goes on. What's that, 12 games now? If you're a Watford supporter that's travelled yet again spending a fortune, you've watched absolute rubbish. And I just can't... There were so many... Like we were outclassed from start to finish. And it's another poor week. I don't care what it says. I think you guys have pointed out this. That's nine points from eight games this season. Five of those games have been at home, and mm-hmm. we've got nine points. 
and they just won in a canter, and that just isn't good enough. You look at Loser, oh my goodness, how poor was he all game? And <sighs> Rayovic, well, I know we've all said that we want our, all we're interested in is our centre forward scoring goals, but I'm sorry, he reminded me a bit of a waterfall today. Every time the ball came near him, it went through him. It's literally coming to him and it goes through him. How does that happen? He's not held the ball up once. We only looked half decent, and that's, I can't even say half decent, do we? I'm getting that from. It was when Bayo, Bayo made him look such a better player than he did. Bayo, he's had char- a couple of chances in that game and at least has run around and held the ball up a little bit. But oh my goodness, I mean, it was just dreadful. And God, I, it was bad. I wrote the West Brom game off with that horrendous weather on Tuesday. It made the game a mockery. We got out of jail, to be honest, against Birmingham on Saturday with the late goals. This could have been looking a very poor way. Well, a poor week, but it'll have been looking a hell of a lot worse than it is. And to be honest, we need to be looking the other side. We About looking up the table, we need to be very careful because many more performances like that. And I, yeah, yes, Leeds are a good team. You don't get, you can, you're going to go up there and you're going to have a, uh, always going to have a tough afternoon. But that means you've got to win the games that are more your level. And we're not even doing that. And, well, I, I just, <laughs> the words found me today. And I just looked at that game and I just sat there thinking, there wasn't, how many 50-50 tackles were there in that yeah. game today that we lost? The amount of times there was three or four people kicking the ball and we come out not with one of them. Every single one came out of a Leeds player. They were just more hungry. They just wanted it more. Ismail's tactics were completely blown out of the sky because that first half was horrific. It was just one-way traffic. And, yeah, we got problems. You've got real problems because... Porteous is well out of form and we've got nobody to bring in. You're playing Sierra out in midfield or front defensive midfield. He can't pass the ball. He can stand there and get in the way, but he can't pass the ball. And, and then the rest of them today, Kone, people like that, just a couple of good games and we're all saying, come on, Kone, you, you can, this is your chance. And he goes and does that today. And you just think, it's so poor. Andrews looked terrible, I thought, at the back. I was actually willing to get Naki to come, um, uh, uh, Nakia to come in because he was getting run down the sides. Lewis had a dodgy period, but he kept at it. I'll give him that. But oh, there was not one person that's got come out of that game apart from the goalkeeper. And thank God for Batman because it should have been 3 or 4 nil at half-time. The game should have been dead. We've got trouble. We've got problems. Big, big problems. Yeah, I think for large periods, Lewis was probably of all the outfielders, the the player who was who, who was providing us something. That, let's be frank, this evening today, that's a very low bar to, to compare to. Of days previously, and there'll be a lot of people who, who will come on and say, and they're, they're going to be absolutely right, who said about, well, we didn't do it in the transfer window. The thing that I think a lot of people have been saying is about leaders and types of leaders the type of leader that we missed today was what Jake Livermore should be we mm. we needed somebody in that center to be sergeant majorish to go in and make some crunching tackles and let Leeds know that they were in a game a, a John Eustace style player if you will somebody who's yeah, he's not even on it. the bench no. Pete, it's not it's not even on the bench exactly what um, does that say well it and, and this is entirely the point here. All we yeah. were try- they were quicker to the second ball. They were controlling and dominating the press. They were doing all of the things that we would associate with uh, a Valerian Ishmael side, i.e., high press, high intensity. We didn't have high intensity today. We just we just faded, which is 
Very worrying. He's now got a week to try to get that sorted. If you looked at the Watford Observer this week, you'll have seen that there was a meeting apparently with the team and the squad talking about, yeah, exactly, talking about the, reviewing the season and seeing what they've done well and seeing the mistakes that they've made. And that seemingly has worked because it was an entirely new range of mistakes that we saw today, <laughs> giving the ball away miles from their goal, but then not stopping anybody rather than playing a suicide ball in our own half. But we still managed to grab hold of that and get it. I think Leeds were a good side today. I appreciate entirely what people will say about the the nature of the, the, the their home record, shall we say? Get that completely. But I thought, especially for me, Kamara next to him was very tidy, controlled the game in midfield. And we just had nobody who would go, I'm going to go one-to-one with you and I'm going to match up with you and try and beat you. And I thought when we changed to the 3-5-2, we tried to almost allow somebody to go and do that. But Loser was having none of it. And then when when Espria came on, to be quite frank, the, the game had pretty much gone already, yeah. even though it's still one. There we go. What has he got to do? And what have we got to see in terms of a reaction from both Ishmael and the team and the squad for next week at, at Middlesbrough? You're asking me that question, sorry. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I mean, for a start, let's get let's, let's keep our best players on the pitch. People like Martins can do things. Why is he taking him off at half-time? Doesn't make sense to me. He, he wasn't the worst player on the pitch. He weren't great, but he, at least he's still on the pitch, could do something. Chad Vidatsi, what's he all about? Has he just come to play 10 minutes every week? Why is he not in the team? Why is he somebody that can't do something? Loser is an absolute waste of space. The guy does not want to do it. Unless he can fanny around with a ball, to use Uncle Ron's terminology, around the back, around the front and, and do he does nothing he's doing nothing in the games he can't tackle he has got Ishmael's got to get a rocket up their asses now and stop pandering to them and the rebuilding and everything's happened but we're now we are losing games we're now conceding goals we're losing games we're having to score three to four goals to win a match now he has got to get into them pretty quickly now and, and these mistakes have got to stop because Many more of these, and we'd be in trouble. When, what are we, 18th, 19th? Well, to look at the table, and people say, oh, we ain't going, we're too good to go down. It's absolute rubbish if we're not careful. Next week, we're playing, allegedly, the Whipping Boys Middlesbrough. I think they won today. I'm not sure. I haven't looked at the results yet. But, you know, if he comes out without a victory next week, we're, what, when's it, October? We're very close to October. Yeah. It, it, you don't have to worry about me wanting, and I don't want Ishmael out. But crikey, if I, after, after what happened to Rob Edwards, Ishmael's record is horrific. I'm sorry. He's in big trouble, in my opinion. This talk about a new contract, I'd be amazed if it happens because, and I don't want to see that. I want him to carry on and do it. But you, this is a results business. It's not about getting everybody and looking at We had an identity for a few weeks, but I said it earlier and I'll say yeah. it again. This is what happens with Ishmael's teams. If you talk to West Brom fans, if you talk to Barnsley fans, you talk to their fans, he has a nice little start and then it goes pear-shaped and then they lose their identity. He's got no plan B. He tried today with the subs, but it didn't work. But he got it wrong from the beginning. He got it wrong on, on Tuesday night as well with the fullbacks. He's getting it wrong too many times. You can't. You ain't going to have too much. He needs to be very careful. So I don't want change again. Christ, no. And I'll let him get on with it. But at the moment, we're only going one way and it ain't up. Well, yeah, no, absolutely. Things could be worse. We could be Norwich fans tonight who got pumped 6-2 at Plymouth, which is at the far end of the still, country. But, uh, but, they've they're seen still, a, but they're still above us, though, Pete, aren't well, they? They've, they've, they've had, seen a better they, game they've had, than we have from they, their own exactly, team, I'm sure. and they, But they've had plenty of wins, and that's the thing. You can, If you're going to win of all the games we've had, if, if we'd won four or five more of those points, you accept a defeat away to Leeds because you've got money in the bank, so to speak. We haven't got money in the bank. 
And so every time we take a whipping, and you know, and we're lucky it wasn't five or six ourselves today, yeah, quite honestly. Yeah. That is the issue. We all laughed about QPR on the first day. They're above us in the table, I'm sure. Again, I haven't looked, but I'm, I don't even need to. I'm sure they are. But these are the things you've got to look at now. You start thinking, where's the teams that we're better at? Are there three teams worse than us? <sighs> Looking a bit dodgy at the minute, isn't it? Let's face it. Anyway, when let's you, hope for next week. When you look at the teams that we faced, they are mm. all in the mid-table section, with the exception of Leeds, who are up yeah. in fifth. Rich, thank you very much, mm. sir. Thank you for, for coming on. Cheers, and getting guys. Started. Good evening. Guys, if you want to make any comments, positive, negative, whatever you want to put across, then do just hit the request button. We're going to go to Neil, then we're going to go to uh, to Uncle. And, and if you want to get your point on, abs- absolutely feel free to. You don't have to. You might just feel that, you know what, I've watched it or I've heard about it and I don't want to hear any more of it, and that's also fine. Neil, sir, how are you doing down there? Yeah, about the same as everyone else, and probably better than the 2000 in Yorkshire at the moment. And first of all, fair play to every single one of them that Absolutely. took the time, effort, and spent the money to get up there. I think you all need psychiatric help, if I'm honest, but there you go. <laughs> now, I'll go back to what I said for last year. It's, it's complacency and lack of commitment. I think I said to someone that it appears the majority of the squads or the players that were out there today, they're just going through the motions. And if they're not going to work hard, and show commitment, then you're going to get beat no matter how good they are. The number of times that the opposition managers have said that we've got the best squad in the world, or in the division, sorry, not the world, Christ. Um, <laughs> but then when you look at the, the performances that we're seeing waking out, that's definitely not the case. So I think that some of them are talented. Losers, one that really should be running a game. Yeah. And I think you named two of the Leeds midfields. For me, it was that Jorginho fella today yeah, is absolutely everything that we need. And that third goal is taking what, halfway into or halfway from their half, beating two or three players, and then played a ball into someone that's moving. We got none of that in our side. Absolutely none of it. And and that's that epitomizes it. And for me, I've said it before, we don't have competition at play in in, in any of the positions really. So, okay, all bar back, and I'd say Lewis gave a reasonably good account of himself. If you take them out, who do you put in? Very true. Oh, no, I, mean, I, I agree. And it's why the question is what can be done to the squad? Because Piero Mingoya it was for anybody who wasn't there at the game, and, and I echo your points for everybody who travelled and went and tried to support them again, heroes to a man. Pierre Hancourt said the problem is, of course, if without Backman, it would be six or seven. And that really starts to affect the morale in the squad. I would suggest that 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 performance or that level of performance, I'm not stupid. They'll know that they've almost got away with one in terms of the actual the scoreline, not the result. The result is what it is and it is what it is. But what can we do to turn around that? kind of level of of performance and it or, or are we looking at and just going look it's not that bad it was just a one-off and it was a better team who played at a higher tempo and a higher intensity and had good individuals as, as you just mentioned there Georgina absolutely was a was a highlight with them but I thought we you know we made them look good but they also credit to them but what can we do for Middlesbrough do you reckon and and yes by the way Rich Middlesbrough today beat Southampton 2-1 but that's at the Riverside yeah, and yeah, I, I agree with what you said there. I, for me, I think the only option that you've got if you want to freshen up that squad is to actually bring in some of the youngsters. I, I don't know beyond the players that we saw last season up front. I can't remember the fella's name, but the, the big lad, the, the unit that scored. Yep. I'd like to see him given a chance. The, the, the other really worry for me is Far Ince's goal last week. He offered very little. They worked reasonably hard today. He offered little. I think, as you've said, 
I can't remember the fellow's name in midfield, Livermore. The players that we've brought in, and Healy as well, we bought, we have brought some players in, but they've yet to feature or add to the squad. Yeah. So really, if you, the, the choices are, you either stick with what you've got and work on them in the training ground. Well, that, that Ishmael's failed to do that so far. So for me, you've got to look to introduce something new, something different, and the only option is, is some use and maybe hope that their, their naivety, their enthusiasm and their freshness beats the, the the clear lack of confidence and self-belief that most of that first team have currently got because they, they, they take to the pitch and they almost look like they're beaten already because whichever way the performance the performances are very similar, right? The results are different, but the performances are, 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 is what gets you there. They are week in, week out, not good enough. So I, I think I've said it before, Einstein's definition of an idiot is to do the same thing and expect a different outcome. So I, to, to John's point earlier, I think, yeah, Ishmael got it wrong to begin with. Fair play to him. He made a bold decision by making a yeah, change absolutely. at half-time. And I know lots of people say he has no plan B. So he does have a plan B because he went 3-5-2 at half-time. So that one you cross off. And for 20 minutes, it worked. And then the individual errors came in and people switched off. And as you said... Porteous did his truce to Kong impression really well, by the way. Mm. And it's the same outcome, isn't it? You, you've just We've just conceded silly goals. The, the first two, I think, the silly goals that we've gifted them. The third one, I think they created. And that that's the same thing that happens where you can make out. We give stupid goals away, either from free kicks in unnecessary situations or just by switching off. So answer your question. I don't know whether Ishmael feels that he's going to work on the squad on the training ground, or whether he introduces some young blood or some new players that have yet to feature. But neither of those fill me with confidence, I'm afraid. I think John's absolutely right. We've got to be looking down rather than up right now because that's the realistic one. But then I, I did hear that the expectation for this season is just to avoid relegation, uh, and right? This was where I wanted to bring bring you to kind of the the, the the squad is not one that is built to assault the top of the league. We we can see that this has been a yeah. financially driven squad assembly or disassembly, whichever you want to take a look at. What do we think in terms of? And I remember asking Uncle last week what what would be good. And well, if we're getting in and around the playoffs, that might be useful. What do you think is? What do you think is par for the course for this squad as it stands at the moment b- before we get to January and we have another kind of <laughs> month of hoping we sign somebody but possibly yeah. not ever doing it? Okay, so I'm a bit of a pragmatist. I would suggest, I, I reckon we're going to get four shit displays and then a reasonable one. And I think you'll then throw in a backgammon type result, which is just fuck knows what <laughs> happens, but it will. Because that's what you've got. I mean, we do have players like Martins and Espria that, that on their own and in the space of like 60 seconds can create magic and unlock a close game. And I guess it's just for the rest of the team to, to keep us in a, in the games to give them that chance to do it. And, and if they do it, then you get the result. If not, you get ground down and, and then the common concede one and then the confidence goes and you go into this rinse and repeat cycle. But I do think that, that we are set up and funded, whether we like it or not, to just survive in the championship this season. So anything above halfway, I think, is overachieving on the expectation of the club. Now, whether they've said that or not, I don't. I, I don't think so. But financially, that's where they're going. I mean, you know, everyone seems to like to have a pop at Batman. But then, did anyone watch the Man United game midweek and 
How much did their keeper cost? <laughs> oh, yeah, well, no, yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. So, so spending big money doesn't guarantee that you don't get individual errors. So it's that level of realism about what can we get from them. And it is all between, uh, the majority of it for me is between the years and psychological about wanting to play, having pride in what they do, applying themselves in training. Because it was a phrase, if you train hard, you play easy. I don't know what's going on the training pitch, but it's it just looks like they're going through the motions. Very good. Very good. Neil, as ever, sir, thank you very much indeed for, for your contribution. So this is the guy that didn't cost a pound, Scott Fitzgerald, and this is the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online you'll experience the all-new Cerebral Way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Let's get across to let's get across to Florida and and see what Uncle Uncle's thoughts are. And then I want to read out a notice. But then we will be coming to Tim. Then we'll be coming to Ant. Then we'll be going to Wendover. And then we'll be going to see, speak to the big Lebowski. But Uncle, not a good day for the for the performance for the results for the team there. Come on, then, sir. You tell me the positives. It looks like he's only on as a listener there. Oh, where's he? Oh, I thought, I'm, Uncle, I'm going to try and bring you in as well. That was such a great segue as well. And then he's not there. What's going on? It was superb. It was great. I was, I'm was. i so easily pleased with myself, aren't I? Uncle. There Good he is. <laughs> oh, we'll get there in the end, mate. We'll get there in the end. I don't know if you heard my load of old piffle segue, but I was going to say, go on then, tell me the positives. Like I, like I thought you'd lead with the positives. <laughs> Hold on one second, B. Hold on. What? This is going well. What? The positives. Sorry, Peter. I thought that was you doing the positives. No, no. I think there was a degree of effort and a heart there, which was missing from what I would call the vermin who represented us last season. But effort and heart is really the minimum um, expected. Okay. The squad is horrendous. It's a horrendous squad. And we've been asset stripped and nothing has changed for me uh, regarding the owner. We brought in 40 to 50 million pounds worth of uh, income through uh, sales and add-ons, etc. And what did um, Ryovich cost? 800,000, something like that. It's 50K. And... They should have spent at least 10 to 20% of those funds on new signings, and they didn't do it. We've been asset-stripped. We have the worst set of fallbacks in the division. I I will give some leeway to 
Ryan Andrews because he's a young player, mm-hmm. not his fault. But Ngakia and Morris shouldn't be anywhere near a championship club. You've got two centre-halves. There's no competition whatsoever for them. And it's very poor, and I will say it again, the owner has to put the club up for sale because I don't see the point. I don't. We, it just seems to be a club that's existing, and the away form is a terrible concern. We haven't won since January the 2nd. That doesn't look like changing. And as I predicted, we will be in a rele- we are in a relegation fight. We will be in a relegation fight. We're sixteenth as it stands at the moment. Yes. I think there's enough there just about to win enough home games and, and probably stay in sixteenth. But it's a few injuries and it's not gonna look good at all. That's the problem. A few injuries and Ishmael said he's gone with this small squad. Well, I don't know. I don't know if that's his idea or he's just covering for the owner who didn't want to buy any players. But I don't see the future because if they weren't going to bring in players in the summer, are they really going to do it in January? Where's the, why would they do it in January and not in the summer? Because there's no great income coming in January. I'm inclined to agree with you, to be fair, but we, we will see in January, won't we? I think uh, you also have to look at it as, and uh, as I was just asking and talking to Neil, there is is the fact and look at it and saying what expectation realistically uh, can the management put in place and expect um, Ismail to get with this team? Bearing in mind, and we have all, and this doesn't change. A lot of people, including me, have said, uh, you know, and not including today, obviously, that. We we want to be entertained, and it's been end to end, even including Wednesday, which obviously the rain really did. And I appreciate it; it wasn't thick as mud and thick as mints as it was in the nineties when you're playing football on, on different kind of surfaces. But it, you know, it, the, the the game got spoiled in the second half with the with the level of torrential rain that we got. But even then, it was still end to end. It was still you know, possibility. It wasn't that that dull level of of stuff that we've got previously. But quite rightly, a number of people came on and said, "Okay, I agree with that." That's fair enough. Let's no longer look back and compare it to last week. Let's have or last season. Let's compare it now to where we are and how we move forward. And I think that's probably where the focus of tonight, especially obviously on the back of that result, is what can we do to move forward in the best possible way? Neil mentioned the youth team. Well, Toby Adeyemo, who's the, uh, the the guy, if we all remember, last year against Blackpool, came on and got the uh, the goal in the 72nd minute. He's He's got an injury at the moment. He's still coming back in. But then again, we come back to, again, the transfer window as we had and look at a player such as Reese Healy, whose inclusion in the league kind of minutes has been absolutely zero. So we've got to be thinking, if that's the case and if that's what's been provided, what do we realistically think that the management hierarchy's requirements are in order to stick with Ishmael? Now, your point from your point of view, Ron, are you in the camp of sticking with Ishmael? And hopefully over time, giving him better to deal with, but supporting him dealing with a limited squad. I'm not having a go at the squad. I think there's an awful lot to like about them in terms of games. Not necessarily today is is the high watermark, obviously. But what do you think, what's your preference in terms of strategy with the manager in play? No, he has to stay. He's engendered a, a good spirit. There are some good things. It's the owner who has to go. It's the owner who has to go. I stand by it. I don't see the point of him remaining owner. I don't see, again, what is he trying to achieve? 
I really don't. I don't. I just feel like we're in limbo. And Ishmael is doing a, a, a good job, actually, keeping this squad above the relegation zone. But the owner is, is, is horrendous. I don't see the point of him. I, and I, I want him to leave, and I stand by that. Well, it was interesting. We were chatting to Kev from Where's Kev? Anybody who's watched the preview show last year from West Brom. And we were talking to him about their ownership and his. And so this is a complete third party, but somebody looking at their own club. And he was saying, well, our owners now are taking money out of the club. They're not investing. So what can we do? Um, So you're not alone in taking a look at a club individually and saying, well, unless you're going to come in and invest, then what are we getting? Obviously, we have to have that and we do have to marry that with the track record of where we've been previously, what we've had over the last 12 years for good and for bad, but also to look at, uh, at where things are going forward. So all very balanced there. Uncle, liking, liking what the manager is doing with the squad that he's got there. I'm going to put you in charge of the, of the team talk before Middlesbrough, Uncle. If I gave you a minute to go in and talk to the team, what would your words be? Uh, win this game or you'll be tarred and feathered. <laughs> tarred and feathered, everybody. That's what we wanted to see. There's not enough tarring or feathering, or indeed stocks, I think, in modern football. And I think it's all the poorer for it. Excellent, Uncle Sir. I hope the family are well. hope all all is good over there in Florida. Let's get to Tim. Tim, sir, if you hit your, your mic button there, and then you can come on and say what you think. Hello. Hello, sir. How you, how you sound like you may be uh, in, in the Leeds area, potentially. Yeah, bombing down the M1, passing Barnsley now on the road. And I think, well, we probably ought to get used to results like this. Fair enough. Well, first of all, credit to you and credit to everybody who travelled and is travelling back now. Well done, because it's a it's a partisan crowd up there. So to go up there and try to put any form of opposition on the terraces to that is, is really something. How did it feel on the terraces and in Ellen Road during during the two halves? Well, I think I know we could compare anything to a few seasons ago, but we simply can't compete at this level. And I echo the thoughts of Uncle completely. I think the players just aren't cut out for it. There's, I mean, there's no real point at going into them. You could pick apart individual errors, but ultimately, of course, it's down to the owner, and it's just a case of waiting for him to sell. Whether that's going to be next summer in two summers' time, it's just can we survive in the championship? And you know, we don't have high expectations. What we want to see is effort from the players, a bit of pride to get behind. We don't expect at a season like we've had in the past. We're not here for the glory, otherwise we'd be following another team. But <laughs> yeah, you know, all we ask for is a bit of pride behind the shirt and you don't see that from these players. And you've got players who do play well, like Backman, he made good saves, but ultimately he's just doing his job. He's a goalkeeper. I wouldn't say he plays special or anything. He's just he's just doing his job. But, you know, you've got players like Kone who can't put a pass together. Radjevic, who I don't think he put a foot right. It's really frustrating, usually lacking in that there's no cohesion. And even comparing watching the QPR game last night, who I think will probably finish round level this season, at least they haven't got much quality. But like in Gareth Ainsworth's interview after that, at least they've got a bit of team cohesion and it's a nice kind of spirit. That's all we're asking for, but we haven't got that with this Valerian Ismail side at all. Is that just the last 90 minutes talking or have you felt that's been coming since since the QPR game that we played? No, definitely. I thought the QPR game was a fluke. I think the Birmingham win was actually a fluke as well. 
it's, it's not the 90 minutes talking. It's just mm-hmm. you don't see much quality. You've got players like Asprilla, but, you know, when he's on that side, him and Andrews, I don't feel they work together. You've got Morris and Martin. Martin's a very skilled player at times, but, you know, he never wants to pass to Morris. He doesn't want to pass to Lewis. You can't imagine any of them really being friends off the pitch. Porteous and Hoops, I think, is a very strange kind of combination. The passing's very shaky at the back. Yeah, it's it's hard to see where we go from here this season. We've got players maybe coming back like Keeley, but I can't see what they're really going to bring to the team. I'm not giving it a huge complaint that the level we're playing, we're used to championship. It's a fun division, but, you know, it's nice to see your team compete and... I can't see that at all. I think, especially with the Potsos in charge and the current status quo, we're risking the relegation drop for sure. Okay. So what you're looking for is the time when somebody else can come in and bring some further investment and push the club further forward with the likes of the players that we saw earlier on in the in the Potso reign, yeah? Is that a fair thing to say? Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah, definitely. It's ownership of football, of course. I'm not one to speak, but it's a gamble and it started off well and we had some really good years, but I think their time's up. I think the, the money pots run out. I think probably Udinese fans are realising this as well. Now they've got players like Success, Ziegler and whatnot over there. It's just a failing system now. It, it works, but the standard of football in this country has gone up. Look at the championship. We've got teams like Leicester. We've got Leeds in this division. And, of course, they're going to spend more and we've got a certain budget. But you want to have a competitive season. You want to have the thought that you could push for playoffs. And what's worrying is that we've only just, just over a year ago, we've actually just been in the Premier League. So to already be in this position is what concerns me. And I, you don't see consistency. You get the odd win here and there, but you don't see a big real team performance, do you? And it's just the spirit of which we play and the lacklustre, sideways passing, mistakes. And it, it just doesn't bode well, I think, for the near future. But if we have new ownership, if we have someone come in, not just with money, but just with a change of ethos, okay. I think is what we need. Very good. Well, you saw that at least. Tim, thank you very much, sir. And have a very safe journey. Thank you very much. Back to everybody who's uh, who's coming back. Make sure, obviously, everybody's driving safe. We're going to come to Ant in a minute. But first of all, we're going to go to Boyd because Boyd was on very early on. And we'll kind of come to you just in a second, Boyd. Just before I do, we're going to post up something which Ben Aiton from the Voices of the Vic have posted up. It's about a gentleman called Mark O'Brien, who is a lifelong Watford FC fan. And he's battling with motor neurone disease. And basically, he has only a certain amount of time to live, literally and he is not raging against the dying of the light quietly. The man tomorrow is going to attempt to break a Guinness World Record for the longest unaided open water swim for a living person with motor neurone disease down at down at Rickmansworth Aquadrome. He's going to be starting off at 8am and he's going to be going on for most of the day. If you are in and around the Rickmansworth area, get down and give the man a shout. We will post up everything as well on there because there's also a Just Giving page that Mark is Mark is raising money for, obviously, to go towards kind of motor neurone disease charities. So, sir, sir, well played. Fantastic stuff. We'll mention that at the end. So great stuff, but we'll post something up. But if you want to have a look at it, go to the Voices of the Vic because they've also tweeted about it. Anyway, guys, before we do anything else, let's go across to Mr. Boyd Mayover, sir. Boyd, how are you doing, sir? Haven't spoken to you in a little while. 
I'm doing very good, thank you. We we get there in the end. We get via Twitter. That's is great. Oh, good. I'm I'm glad you're well personally. That's in that's the important thing. Obviously, we hear things about about fans such as Mark, and obviously all of these things get put into perspective. But football has never been about keeping things in perspective. So, uh, what, what have you made of, of the season so far? And and obviously today's outing at Elland Road. Well, before today, I was reasonably happy. I saw effort. I saw a pattern, I saw us missing chances, I saw us making mistakes, but I saw a pattern. Today was appalling. Apart from Backman, I don't think one player can walk off that pitch. Porteous, Jesus, two of the goals were totally down to him. And the previous caller spoke about sideways passing. Yeah. You know why they do that? Because they can't pass. So, of course, they do these soppy little 12-feet passes because they're incapable of playing a ball between the lines. Now, the midfield went missing today, didn't they? Kone, Luder, Seralta, one out of ten each of them, didn't have a kick. Rajo worries the life out of me because he's not involved. And he can't hold the ball up. He can't trap the ball. So you have to look at Manga and say, good grief, did you scout this guy? He can't hold a ball up. I actually thought Martins played quite well. I don't know why he was subs. Wouldn't get rid of Val. I agree with Uncle Ron, the owner needs to go. However, he's not going to go because nobody's going to buy it the debt that they've got to the owner. So we've all got to suck it up, I'm afraid. No one's going to buy us. What, what, what is there to buy? No. Tell me. No, is- I, I have to say that no. the, the first five-word review, which is from Mark of Watford in England, hello, Mark, hope you're well, mate, is reality check of reality checks. And I think exactly what you've just mentioned there, as well as the game, is absolute pragmatism it's realism it's it's where we are and therefore we've got to sort of we've got to get on with it as you said until today yeah okay but you know yes obviously there's going to be frustrations in there do do we think that today is just too strong an opposition for us do we think it's it's, okay i was going to say or is it an outlier do you reckon yeah i hope so i'm not sure is the honest answer i don't know i don't want to come down to negative. I think Leeds are a very good side. The fullbacks worried the living daylights out of me in the first half. I thought that was shocking. Lewis played better in the second half. Mm-hmm. But just so poor Ince, what the hell does this man offer? Nothing. Doesn't tackle, doesn't track back properly. I mean, it's just appalling. But they were all bad today. Not one. It is scary when you think that Bar Backman, not one of them played well, did they? Not one. It could have been six or seven. It could have been, absolutely. But as okay. I said, as far as the owner's concerned, suck it up, everyone. Nothing's going to happen. An Arab sheik's not going to buy it because financial fair play dictates there's no point. 
and there's not many Tony Blooms about, I'm afraid. Yeah, Brighton's manager, Brighton's owner, I should say. Obviously, we all saw Yao Pedro getting a couple in midweek, earning the, the the penalties and doing so. We do look at, I do look at former players fondly, and you do obviously look at Brighton and you look at Brentford and their model, which is data driven, but also scouting as well. They don't just drive, they don't just buy people on numbers, and because of course they've also got the uh, the management kind of thing down as well, haven't they? So there we go. Boy, yeah. I'm going to ask you a question, and then I'm going to ask all other supporters of a certain age. You mentioned in terms of the guys at the back not being able to pass forward beyond the lines i'd like to i'd yep. like you to from your watford supporting history name me one center back who if you could bring him back in his pomp and put him in to solve that problem who would it be um oh god i've forgotten his name the one who had the best debut i've ever seen oh for god's sake i'm showing my age go on god senility McClelland. John That's McClelland. The there you go. There we are. I'm sure his first name is John McClelland rather than Senility yeah. McClelland. I'm not sure he'd take that yeah. as a good... <laughs> no. Excellent stuff. Right. So Boyd is put I'm, I'm gonna build I'm gonna build up a team here. I think this is I think this is what we need to do, Justin. Boyd, thank you, sir. As always, lovely to hear from You're you. You're welcome. Wonderful stuff. That's it's Oh, fingers and thumbs today. Let's get across to Ant. Ant, sorry, mate. Kept you waiting. Then I'm going to be coming to Wendover. Then I'm going to... Oh, no, sorry. Then I'm going to the Big Lebowski. Then Wendover. Then Pete. Then Mike. So so there we go. Ant, sir. Now, Ant always comes in with his own theme tune. It's normally pretty well-themed as well. Ant, you, you can join, and away you go. Look at that. He's, you can't deny his catalogue. He's excellent and quite eclectic, I think, as well. Wonderful stuff. And, mate, same Thank old you. song, same old song. Uh, different for the season. It's it, That was, as, as Boyd just mentioned there, until, yes, we, did, did we see this coming? A lot of people did, certainly on the, on, the, a lot on the Prediction League. I think everybody went for Leeds to win. But I don't think we saw that performance necessarily coming at least not all of us some people have been it's saying gonna, that, it's going to be like this all, all the time I can, I can see it I can see it now up and down I'm up yeah yeah we get good win we get good win everyone will be like yeah that's right play, we've got a shit, shit a team next week like, play them smash them and obviously Leeds today like we did, we, I weren't expecting to win I wanted four points to out. I didn't come on Tuesday. I thought I'll wait till today. It wasn't good. It wasn't good. We've been talking about having, obviously, we've had a number of home performances that we've had, more home games because of that QPR game. So we've had five home games, three away. But we haven't got a, a win on the road since February. It's been there. What do you think that we need to do? What, do you, what, what are the qualities that we need to show in order to go and get a win on the road? What, what, what's missing? I think tactics comes down to it. I can wish we had like four or five more players than we do, but we don't. So we've got to obviously make use of the players that we've got. And I think tactics is just a bit shit. Now, looking on paper, I was quite happy with the team on paper today. I, looked, I didn't watch the game. I was, I was like, well, unfortunately, I was watching Sky Sports News. My pops at the pub had a quick like two points in there just to pass a bit of time and watch the scores. Okay. And it just didn't sound fucking good at all. But I think it's tactics. Like I say, Lewis and Andrew started today. I was quite happy with that, that first. I don't know, like, like someone else said earlier, you got you keep taking Martins off. I said this before. Why yeah. are we taking Martins off? He creates so many chances if the ball was passed to him.
It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? <whistles> At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery free in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. <laughs> Too tired to clean your floors after playtime? Forgot to vacuum before your friends bring their little ones over? Let Eufy X10 Pro Omni help. Powerful 8,000 PA suction removes debris and Mop Master dual mop pads scrub away stubborn stains with ease. Save time and keep your floors cleaner. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com, that's E-U-F-Y.com, and discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport, powered by fans.